Hello, and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with Tamara Ireland Stone, the author of Time Between Us and its sequel, Time After Time. In June, Stone's third book for teens, Every Last Word, will be published by Hyperion, which is sponsoring this podcast. In Every Last Word, Stone introduces high school junior Samantha McAllister, who's keeping her obsessive-compulsive disorder a secret from her friends. After a new friend named Caroline introduces Samantha to a group of outcast students, it starts Samantha down the path to new realizations about her life, her friends, and her mental health. Tamara, thank you for speaking with me. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. As I just mentioned, Samantha's OCD seems like it's front and center in this story. Was that uh, sort of the starting point for you? Yeah, absolutely. I was first inspired to write a story about a teen with OCD when a close family friend was diagnosed four years ago at age 12. And I've kind of been, the story's been bubbling in my head ever since then. I really sympathized with and related to her battle with insomnia, which is a big part of of OCD in her specifically. And I've had insomnia for more than a decade, so I completely related to that part. And I also related to her struggles with her girlfriends. You know, she was kind of part of this group of girls where you're their friend today and you're not their friend tomorrow. And there's not always a lot of explanation as to why that is or when it might shift. And I remember having, you know, that kind of group of friends as a teen as well. So I thought those two things together must be especially challenging to have OCD where you're just obsessed with your thoughts and thinking so heavily and weighing what everybody says so heavily and then to have that connected with a group of friends where you don't always feel like you fit in and you're questioning what they're thinking about you seemed especially brutal. And just that idea of not being able to control your own thoughts, you know, which is really at the root of obsessive compulsive disorder is it, it really all starts with an obsession with your thoughts and this inability to control your thoughts and they 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 take you into a dark place. So I thought, gosh, having that experience, especially for a 12-year-old, sounded horrifying. And I wanted to really dig in and understand more about what it was like to live inside her head. And she was eager to share her experience, I think, in an effort to help other people understand this disorder. So I was very honored when she agreed to work with me on this novel. Hmm. Now, through this new friend, Caroline, uh, Samantha meets a group of students who spend time together in a room at school called Poets Corner. Is uh, poetry sort of uh, end up being another key part of the story? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Poetry plays a huge role in the story. And one of the themes in this story, probably the big theme, is about the healing power of words. And um, this girl, Samantha, discovering the writer within. And Poet's Corner itself is a really special place. It's, I kind of smile every time I think about this room because it's almost like a character in and of itself to me. But it's this long, narrow room with really high ceilings and every surface is painted black. The, black, the walls are black, the floors are black, the ceiling's black. And it's filled with this mishmash of furniture and you begin to learn um, as the story continues how that room came to be. But what's really special about the room is the walls themselves. So kids have been meeting here for more than a decade. And what happens is you get up on stage and you read your poetry aloud. And then someone tosses you a glue stick and you glue the back of your poem and slap it up on the wall. So after a decade of this happening, you know, kids meeting during their lunch hour for, 
years and years and putting their poetry up on the wall, the the walls are are almost tactile. You know, they're they're covered with paper and anything you can write on, candy wrappers, fast food wrappers, lunch sacks, graph paper, post-its, you know, you name it. If you can write on it, it's on the walls. And so this room is kind of alive with words. And that's what both attracts Sam and scares her when she first sees this kind of magical place. But it does allow her to discover this writer within, this poet that she didn't ever know that she was. Hmm. Sounds like a real uh, refuge uh, and one that a lot of uh, kids would hope their own high school might have. (laughs) I hope so. I I wish I had discovered a poet's corner when I was in high school. I think it would have... uh, done it would have done me a lot of good to have a place like this now you know as you said earlier this is uh, i think your third book for teens um do you see any particular characteristics that sort of connect this book to, to your previous ones at all yeah, absolutely. It, I think on the surface, it kind of seems like a, a very different book from my last two, but I think there are a lot of similarities. You know, they're both they're contemporary fiction. Time Between Us has more of a sci-fi twist, and Every Last Word is more realistic fiction, but they're both contempts. They're both set in the real world. And I think with all my stories, I'm really trying to say something that's important to me, usually something that I wish I had learned as a teen. So in Time Between Us, I really wanted to write a story about how the choices in life shape the people we become, how the choices we make really put us on a specific path. And I use time travel as the vehicle to tell that story. And with this one, I'm really writing a story about surrounding yourself with people who are good for you and how to, how to put yourself in a place where you are surrounded by, by supportive people and kind of shedding the ones that maybe aren't so good for you. And I used a girl with OCD as a vehicle to tell that story. But I think the big similarity is that deep down all of my stories so far have been about people with special minds. You know, so time between us might sound like a fluffy time travel story on the surface, but at the heart, it's really about a boy who is struggling with what his mind can do. He's overwhelmed by this power he has constantly, and nobody really gets him until he meets Anna. And in every last word, Sam is also struggling with her own mind and the way it works. And nobody really understands her either until she meets Caroline and through Caroline, a group of other people who become her tribe, right? Become those like-minded people who truly get her and think that her mind is special and unique and see all those those um, pieces of her that she's felt she had to hide from everyone else. So both of, you know, all my books, I say both of them, but all three of the, my books and the two kind of unique stories are about special minds in many ways and how those minds work and um, people looking for someone to really understand them. And now is this one going to be a standalone story or is there more of a Samantha story that you'd like to tell? No, this is this is a standalone. I feel like this one. Um, I'm I'm really pleased with the way it ends and where I've left Sam at the final chapter of the story. It feels like this is where she belongs. And now, as far as getting started, uh, you know, writing at all, did you did you set out to write YA from the beginning, or is that something that sort of happened uh, as you sort of decided to try your hand at writing fiction? Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things that I, I've written all my life, always for myself. I never really, I I think I would have in in my heart of hearts always wanted to be an author, but the idea of writing books and sharing my, um, you know, what happens in my own imagination, I found really scary. So uh, a little bit like Sam and, uh, and 
you know, more of what, what I needed to discover, I think, as, um, as I became more of an adult is how to, how to share those stories with the world and that, and I needed to become brave. And a lot of this story, this particular story, Every Last Word, is about me becoming braver as a writer, learning how to share my words and share my thoughts and, um, and become brave enough to do that. So, yes, I always wanted to write stories for kids. I always, I, I really like the idea of tapping into that inner teen and I can kind of magically bring myself back to that place in my life. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a time that wasn't easy for me. So I think going back there is therapeutic and helps me kind of work things out. But, you know, I want to keep teens reading and I want to keep them, um, I want to supply them with books that inspire them and take them away to other places and, and allow them to get lost in their imaginations. And the idea is of writing for teens and watching how excited they get about books and reading. To me, that's just magical and so rewarding. So it took me a while to kind of get there. But I think once I started sharing my stories with others and, and got brave enough to to do that, you know, I feel like now I'm, I'm in a place where I'm just, you know, every day is kind of magical because I get to think about new stories and come up with ways to, uh, to share my experiences in a way that I hope inspire others. And are, are you writing uh, full-time at this point? I, I, I think I understood you had uh, some background in advertising and journalism as well. Yeah, my background is in, in marketing, actually. Mm-hmm. And I do have one other client who is incredibly patient. <laughs> and I do still work a little bit in the software industry because I, I really do like that work as well. But no, I'm pretty much writing full-time at this point. You said you've been writing your whole life and you know there were these other fields. Have there been um, some specific lessons or things you've learned from your experience that have served you well uh, when it comes to uh, writing fiction? Many things. You know, I went into this particular story thinking I was writing a story about a, about a girl with OCD. And that alone, I think, was, that was a lot to, to tackle. And I was, and I don't personally have experience with OCD. I don't have a child with OCD. And so I don't really have that personal experience. But like I said earlier, so much of what um, this friend of our family had gone through, I really related to on a personal level. But some of the other things I knew I was going to weave into the story were on, you know, being on both sides of bullying, which I'm embarrassed to say I have been on both sides. Um, Complicated female friendships, because I've had plenty of those. That idea of not fitting in, not feeling like you have any place to go when your world is closing in on you. You know, I really wanted to weave that concept into the story. And I wanted to talk about the pressure that teens feel to be perfect, as seen through the eyes of a teen who appears to be perfect on the outside and feels exactly the opposite on the inside, right? So I knew I was going into this particular story, kind of pulling all of those experiences, my own experiences, and um, and those of, of people that are close to me into the story. And that kind of already felt like as a writer, that's a lot of heavy stuff. But as the story began to unfold on the page, I discovered, as authors often do, I was writing an even more personal story about the healing power of words and tapping into some of my own experiences. So my family moved a lot when I was young. I ended up going to seven schools in 12 years of school. So that's a lot, a lot of changing friends, changing groups, just physically moving, you know, which is already hard on, on you. So I don't think, I think if I think about my experiences as a young adult, I didn't always feel like I belonged anywhere. I didn't 
often have friends, you know, especially when I joined a new school. And so when I was in those places in my life, my notebooks became my friends, you know, my words became my friends. And I would spend hours and hours writing stories and poetry and, and journaling, just writing down my thoughts and getting it out on paper. And even though I never shared those words with anyone, that simple act of putting my thoughts down and getting them out of my head and into some other place, I think saved my life in some really real ways. And so I really wanted to capture that in the story. You know, every last word is about a girl with OCD who discovers this underground poetry club, but it's also a story about a girl falling in love with writing and finding her voice. And so in many ways, it is about me finding myself as a writer, learning how to be braver with my storytelling and, um, learning to embrace words. Speaking of that learning process on your end, um, did you work with the uh, the same editor on all three of your books at Disney? I did in the beginning. Um, my editor, unfortunately, left to take a new and very impressive job in the midst of Every Last Word. So she worked on Every Last Word about halfway through, and then I moved to a different editor at Hyperion. Okay. And, um, you know, earlier you spoke about trying to tap into that sort of uh, inner teen and, and your, your own life at, at that age. Do you feel at this point most at home uh, sticking with writing YA or have you been considering also writing for younger or potentially older audiences as well? It's a great question. I, I really love writing for um, young adults uh, and, and YA just feels like a sweet spot for me. But I have younger kids and both of my kids are dying for me to write something that's more age appropriate for them. They're, they're 10 and 12, but you know, even when they were younger, they would love to see me write a middle grade that's more kind of their speed. And I feel like they are so inspirational to me all the time. I have so many stories I could tell based on their experiences or just stories that they've come up with um, and shared with me. And I can see myself writing for adults someday too. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure when, but yeah, I've got a lot of stories that I'm eager to get out at some point. Um, Hmm. But right now, YA just feels like my sweet spot. I think I just am still fascinated by this age group and I still have, I feel like I have a lot to say to, to teens. Hmm. So I feel like I'm not quite done there yet. And uh, do you have any uh, projects in the pipeline that you're able to talk about? Not yet. You know, I'm kind of enjoying taking a little break and just in, just um, not being on deadline at the moment. I've got a number of things I'm working on, but I the last few years, the deadlines were so tight between time between us, time after time, and every last word, those projects were really close together. So I'm giving myself a little bit of time to think about which one I'm going to do next. But um, yeah, I've got, I've definitely got stuff in the works. Excellent. Well, uh, congratulations again on the new book and uh, thank you for speaking with me. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. Once again, I've been speaking with Tamara Ireland-Stone, whose novel Every Last Word is being published in June by Hyperion. Thank you for listening to PW Kids Cast. 